0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special episode of the Geek Out Show. We've got a special interview episode. I got my co-host Matt here with me, as per usual.
1: Hey, everyone! It's Major Reaction,
0: and our special guest today. We got Jason from Sparrow Toys.
2: How's it going, everyone? Dude, we don't know for coming on. (laughs) (laughs) It's my pleasure. Yeah, welcome. We appreciate you coming on, like for reals, for reals. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Uh, Fun fact, my my last name means welcome in French, so.
1: I thought oh. I thought your last name sounded familiar. I didn't know why, yeah. but. <laughs> yeah,
2: there, we started we started doing those pack-ins with all the. Uh,
1: that was a great the- idea.
2: Thank you. I thought it would be a a fun little thing to kind of let everyone know that hey, it's coming up. So just Jason, the difference I have in detail is coming in.
0: Oh, sorry, what's my that? Head, Matt. I, oh, I have God. mine coming in. Uh, it's actually at my mother in law's house because, okay. like so it it got delayed a little bit uh but i don't get it delivered over to my house because they usually steal packages from around my neighborhood (laughs) and i didn't want that stolen so uh, i'll have it tonight and i'll let you know what i think because i did want to have uh you know something of yours in hand to try out before this unfortunately it didn't work out to my advantage but matt he has his in hand so he'll let me know what's going on with those
2: so where are you guys out of
1: we're both from california
0: Okay. out of California. So, He's in
2: like the uh, Valley area and I'm in the Bay area. Okay. okay, cool. Yeah. My parents used to live in San Diego, but uh,
1: we're way just north of that.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's so funny. Anytime they watch TV or something, they'll call me and they're like, they're showing Balboa Park on the TV. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. But, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so we're just kind of recovering from the winter storm. Uh, I mean, we're right near, we're about three hours away from Houston but we still had, you know, three or four days of, uh, you know, 20 degrees weather. Um, I mean, I was processing orders, but it was just not practical to get out on the road and actually, you know, ship stuff. Uh, I probably could have made it to the post office. But considering, like, a lot of stuff has to go through Texas, I didn't want to risk it, you know, getting lost in whatever the mayhem that's going on over there. Um, so I'm guessing we just, we just started shipping regularly again today. So I think by the by, you know, the next the end of next week, every sh- everything should be back on schedule as far as like processing orders and shipping goes.
1: Nice. Yeah, that was a wild storm. You brave yeah, it. All right.
2: Mean, yeah. I mean, we we had five hurricanes this year and then we had this crap and it was like, <laughs> I, I mean, like when we had the hurricanes, I, I think my fifth day into not having electricity, I was starting to get used to like falling asleep, sweating. And, uh, oh, so, like, no. this is, it's like, just like a bitter cold. Like, uh, I remember like, I mean, I live out in a rural area. So like we, we were like going out in the yard and like chopping up trees and they had like just frozen ice all over them. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm over this. I'll take, oh. I'll take the hurricane again.
0: <laughs> Jeez. That's, that's intense. So, um, actually we had a couple brief questions to ask you before we get into anything pertaining the, kickstarter matt you know anytime that we have a new guest or new anybody on the show we do submit them to the geeky background check so if you don't pass unfortunately we're gonna have to kick you off and cut the episode short not really um, but uh I'll so sh- <laughs> no i'm pretty sure i don't nobody, think so. nobody ever nobody has ever failed so um it's just some questions no yeah not yet so it's just uh, questions pertaining to the segments that we cover during our normal show, which is comics, okay. collectibles, anime, video games, entertainment. So you don't have to be, like, well-versed in everything, but it just uh, gives the viewers, the listeners a little bit more uh, insight on who you are, what, what you know, why you are who you are, where you at today, um, and, you know, just a little bit more about you. So growing up, what was your... What got you into, or how did you get to where you're at now? Was it like video games, collectibles? What exactly was it? Which one of the five segments do you think that it was that introduced you into like the world of geekdom uh, at an early age?
2: It's funny you ask that because uh, I was just talking to my dad the other day about it. Talking about, you know, we were talking about when I was growing up how I really was just like fascinated with toys and action figures. And he liked to draw. And uh, he was a, pilot, a recreational pilot. So, like, we'd always get, like, all the G.I. Joe, you know, planes and Star Wars, star fighters and stuff like that. And around third grade, one of my friends was like, I don't like toys anymore. And I was like, I, I like toys. I'm not going to, like, stop playing with toys. And, uh, you know, I was talking to my dad about, like, you know, in high school, about a sophomore in high school, I was like, okay, I have to stop playing with toys and being interested in them because I'm growing up. Cause girls and aren't going to so, like me <laughs> right, Exactly, like they're like that was an option anyway. But, uh, so, so like, I, I want to say it was like the, it, like the tail end of my junior year, uh, went to the comic shop cause I still was, I was still collecting comics pretty frequently. And I saw, um, this set of McFarlane toys called total chaos. And I was just like, man, screw this. I like toys. I'm interested in it. And, uh, you know, like shortly after they came out with, uh, the dark ages or yeah, dark ages spawn and then, uh, metal gear solid. And that game came out and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be nerdy. I'm going to enjoy what I like and do what I like. And, uh, oh man, he holds that gun pretty, what, what's he holding? That's, uh, that's
1: the a sword. sword. Yeah.
2: The sword. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just was kind of like, you know what, this is what I like. And, uh, the sci-fi channel was, uh, doing a feature, like, a it was like a weekly highlight where they were showing old animes, and that was my introduction into anime. They showed uh, Vampire Hunter D, and uh, one of my favorite animes is called Venus Wars. It's probably not that well known, but it's gorgeous. It. It's really well drawn. The story is awesome. Um, and, I mean, there was a couple of other ones that are really vague, but I mean, that was my introduction. I mean, Fist of the North story, that was such a just insanely bizarre show, but it was charming in its own way. And I guess that's yeah, kind of sure. uh, my segue or whatever into, into really wanting to, to do this as a, you know, as a career.
1: How old were you when you saw Fist of the North Star?
2: You know, I think I was probably like 16 or 17. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> I mean, okay. Like the so too just, bad. Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, we didn't, it, it's so funny. Cause like, I mean, I guess I can say this now, but like, any kind of like pirated movies or vhs we had my dad like edited everything like i didn't know like the rancor scene was like there was that much to the rancor scene until like we like actually bought it on vhs i was like well we edited that out you know so uh yeah i mean like that the gore on that that cartoon was like shocking but it was like so over the top that it was basically kind of comical it was i mean i feel like uh like it was almost like that tarantino violence where it was like so over oh, the top that it was just comical, almost. You know. Yeah, definitely. I agree.
0: Question: What about video games? Did you,
2: were you into video games? Did you pass on that. Um, so I, I can remember Christmas morning getting a Sega Genesis, and oh, uh, nice! Like I went from the Sega Genesis to the—I mean, I went from the NES to the Sega Genesis—and I can remember playing uh, Sonic and thinking, like, how the uh, the handles were so like ridiculously big. And uh, But I remember really getting into video gaming when uh, Goldeneye came out, and uh, my friend's little brother, who was 12 at the time, was just, like, mopping the floor with us, and we were I was just like, this is unacceptable! And uh, so I started getting really good at first-person shooters and, at that point, and then, you know, segued into Halo. I still love Halo. I'll still, I mean, I'll still play Reach probably every, like, at least once a month. I'll just pop the game in and play a couple of levels, because it's so fun. It's such a great story, fun gameplay. Uh, I like Assassin's Creed. Um, I just finished playing or beating Bahalo. So, uh, yeah, I still love video games as well. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is probably one of the greatest video games ever made, and it feels like a cinematic experience. So if anyone's 100%. on the fifth, I highly recommend that.
0: All right, Matt, what do you think, man? I, I think he passes. What about you?
1: Yeah, it's a pretty good references, I'd say, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think the check out. I think we can proceed. You know, we're <laughs> gonna call off the snipers from outside because little did you know we had somebody set up, you know, to take you out.
1: We'll call off the anime hit squad. There you yeah. go.
0: Cancel, cancel. Um. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I had a couple questions. Maybe you could uh, help us out. So you have a Kickstarter coming up, right? And uh, when is that Kickstarter going live? Just for those of you know listeners that may not
2: know. So we're going to launch the Kickstarter on March fifth. Um, it's going to be for our quote-unquote six-inch action figure line. Um, we say it's a six-inch, but you know it—it's basically the same size as uh, Thundercat Ultimates, uh, Masters of the Universe Classics. Um, so it's, it'll pair very nicely with those. If you go onto our Instagram stories, I need to—I need to update the highlights, but uh, I posted some scale references to kind of mm-hmm. show next to you know, Chewbacca and uh, the, I think it was the G.I. Joe classified uh, Cobra two Some the of the two figures. Like how, it'll, how they could potentially fit into your collection. Um, it's an adventure toy line. So it's kind of meant to, to marry nicely with He-Man and Thundercats and Mythic Legions. Uh, but, you know, they could totally work as aliens for your Star Wars or, um, you know, like DC has gorillas and, uh, and, uh, uh, showing off your story. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll, they're their own thing and we have a comic book and everything, but, uh, they're also designed and, and meant to, to look good with your other collection when they're on the toy shelf. Hopefully they'll be, uh, being played with more than displayed, but that's the general
1: idea. Uh, oh, yeah. I just got to say... say
0: just oh, go, oh, go go ahead you go ahead Matt.
1: I was just going to okay. say I just got to say that uh just the amount of detail that is going into your 6 inch line uh is amazing and uh oh, it's uh, like I when I cuz I wanted to kickstart the original 3.75 inch line but I'm like mainly a 112 collector so when I saw the figures I was impressed but at the same time I wasn't willing to jump into a 3.75 inch line at the time Um when I found out that you guys are gonna be doing the Kickstarter for the six inch figures, um that really caught my attention. And um I see these guys working well with multiple different um figure lines too. So just the amount of detail and stuff, I don't think it's gonna focus on it very well. But just the amount of detail on this one, it's just crazy. The paint apps, Power Rangers, even it looks
2: great, Power Rangers,
0: but totally some like
2: monsters for Power Rangers. Yeah,
1: Yeah, anything.
2: Um so when, we did, when I did the toy line, I made the comic book first. I basically tried to do like feasible baby step type of things. Uh, and when it, whenever it was time to kind of tackle a toy line, I was really penny-pinching. So it was like, you know, I love that three and three-quarter scale. I grew up with it. It kind of made sense. And, uh, you know, we're steaming, you know, trucking along with that. And I was all set to do Toy Fair in, uh, in October in Dallas for last year for the for 2020 and they called and canceled it because of covid and i mean to tell you the truth like during that lockdown period i had basically started collecting a lot of six inch figures and uh i i i would I, it was in the back of my mind like where like i was like okay i like six inch just as much in three and three quarter and when do i do this and how do i do this and should i do this and when they called to uh, cancel and, or, and postpone it until next year, I was like, okay, there's my sign. So I basically just like went right to work on it. I didn't tell anyone until, it was, uh, until we had like the first pale, which is the main character to kind of show off. And then from there, uh, I just kind of was working on it behind the scenes. And uh, once I got closer to the launch, they decided to start like showing a sneak peek once a week just to kind of build awareness and excitement for the, uh, for the launch. I do got
0: to say, just because, like, me and Matt, we do toy photography, um, you know, the podcast, everything like that. We interact a lot with different uh, fans, listeners, uh, different pages, and a lot – there's a lot, a lot of talk about your line. I just got to say, especially with them switching over to 6-inch. Yeah, it's, you know, you don't play me goes. Um, You know, everybody – Everybody's talking about it, man. It's honestly the talk of the community right now. Kickstarters are big, uh, especially one like this. What's that? I'm sorry. I I said, well, Kickstarters are big and especially one like this.
2: Yeah. Uh, Now, I will say, like, that toy photography, I had nothing to do with. I I mean, I put the toys there and put the uh, accessories and stuff, but two of my friends are professional photographers, and, I mean – I this is what I know about photography like you press you like you focus something and you press a button and then like it turns into a, an image and like watching them work and like I didn't realize that like photos were composites of a bunch of different lighting and, and like it was interesting like they were almost like talking their own language and it was, I was like man this is wild and kind of like like I look into the viewfinder and they're like you want to see like one image of what it's going to turn out to be and I was like that one looks awesome. Like, I don't understand why it's going to be a bunch of them, you know? Uh, But then seeing the final product, I was just like, wow. Okay. That's freaking cool. And we have a bunch of other stuff that I haven't shown yet. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people think it looks cool in the front, but they're going to want to know what it looks like from behind. So we have like videos of turnarounds and, uh, you know, figures that we haven't revealed, obviously, but we have stretch goal figures and uh, more headsets and, or head packs. And it, Armor accessories and
0: do you want stuff to talk like about that, that now? Because that was actually one of my questions. Uh, was stretch goals and, and yeah. things like that? Could you reveal any of that? If if it's okay for you to talk about um, it, if not, I get it.
2: So I, I won't give away like too many details, but I will say mm-hmm. that like the day one when we launch, you'll be able to see two of the stretch goals, and I'll tell you what they are. I mean, I, I won't tell you exactly what they are, but one of them will be a um, a headset or a head pack, whatever you want to call it, that will complement the existing figures that are in, you know, the initial stretch goal. And then the next thing will be a really badass looking figure for I'll call it wave two, because it's all going to be delivered at the same time. But it's basically, you know, it's another it's going to be another assortment. So uh and then we'll basically kind of we're not gonna like we're not gonna say what we're doing, but you'll see like a pattern emerge of as we reveal you'll be like, okay, so he did the headset. So next we'll see a weapon set or a figure next, you know? So uh, throughout the campaign, you'll say, oh, okay, we hit that figure. I know we're going to get this head. They're going to offer a headset that's going to complement that figure next. And that's kind of the general idea. Uh, I mean, our stretch goals, the way I kind of thought about it was, um, yeah, we want to have new characters, but we want to pack in extra value to the characters you're already, you know, unlocked and backing so um throughout the campaign there'll be those kind of stretch goals that are a fun brand new figure and then other ones that are going to be something that kind of jazzes up your current selection or uh that you can modify it you know
1: no that's really cool especially since um you know these are unique characters that you've created um there's so much stuff it's like the possibilities are open endlessly you could just you know oh here's a here's a cool new battle armor piece for him. Oh, here's another right. piece for that armor set or something like that. You know, like, uh, yeah. and I'm glad you're main, made- I was going to say, the- cause your main character evolves and like, uh, kind of right, takes definitely- from other people.
2: Right. And you know, we are, we are, uh, we're rebooting the comic series. So, uh, Ooh. I'm trying to figure out exactly when I want to do this, but throughout the campaign, we're going to be giving away the first eight pages of issue one. So, uh, Oh, okay. I don't know if I want to do a day one or maybe like maybe into the first week just to kind of give people a little bit of a tidbit of what they're gonna be getting as far as like story goes and like the relationship between you know characters in wave one. So
1: and that comic is called
2: it's gonna be the Animal Wars of the Kingdom issue one. Okay. It's part one of five a five issue story arc called Blood Brothers. So mm-hmm. uh you'll kind of get like a little introduction to several of the, the characters are in wave one.
1: Nice. Okay.
0: So does that mean the volume one is going to go out the window or no?
2: You know,
1: the Rise um, of the King?
2: it's, it's something that, um, it's kind of a hard question because I like the way, like the, uh, Marvel multiverse works and, uh, in DC multiverse where they've got like different alternate realities and whatnot. And, uh, what we're doing now is basically kind of th- of a three pronged, approach where this is going to be like a fresh start uh, there's going to be similar themes and whatnot but it's going to be slightly different but we're going to have a toy line a, a comic book and we'd like to pitch a cartoon as well that are kind of all on the same page so everything's you know dovetails and looks the same and matches up as far as story goes and uh in the visuals as well
0: that's one thing i was actually going to tell you is like man like because I, I read volume one uh, I read volume one recently. I just finished actually yesterday. Um, okay. It would be perfect for like an anime or a cartoon or something like that. It would be awesome. I would totally like watch it on a streaming service yeah, or That wherever. was the first comic book ever. Really?
2: Yeah I, uh, yeah. I was sitting on the couch watching TV or something. I think I might've been even playing a video game and I was like, man, I want to do something. Like I need to do something creative. Now I I was a graphic designer at the time and uh, I was like, man, what about a comic book? And then while I was designing the comic book, uh, you know, I loved Mass of the Universe and He-Man growing up. And uh, I kind of thought also Watchmen had just come out and there was a lot of talk about how the characters were very kind of simplistic as far as like their color schemes and the detail and stuff. And I thought, well, If I'm going to draw a comic book, I don't want to be drawing, you know, Spider-Man for like, you know, 22 pages or whatever it was. I mean, that's such a hard character to draw over and over and over again. And I wanted to kind of take it easy my first go around, you know. So, uh, yeah, that was my first comic book that I had ever done.
1: Well, man, it looks really good for a first comic book. And uh, I really like the art style and the story. So, (laughs) I mean, I can't wait to see what you do uh, with the reboot then. Yeah, it yeah should, I'm very sure. proud
2: of it. Uh, we have a, a fantastic artist named uh, Utoma, who who did an amazing job on the illustration, and and I did the story and the coloring on it. So uh, it it should be pretty cool. I'm excited about it.
1: Now, um, when did you originally write the first comic? How long ago? Uh,
2: I think I think I started in 2011. It, oh, it was wow. one of those things where like it wasn't ever. You know how like you start like a model train or like a a plane or something and you're like, I'm never going to finish this. It's just something to fiddle with. Yeah. And uh, that's basically how the first issue came about, where I was just kind of fiddling around and, and you know, just having fun. And then I finished it, and I was like, oh, whoa, I finished that. That's weird. That was weird. And then I just kind of planned out their other issues and just went from there, you know.
1: All right, did you uh when you started the comic book, did you have an idea of the toy line or was that an afterthought?
2: Uh it was you know, I designed all the characters with making toys in mind. Uh and I had, you know, I never thought it might become a reality, but I was like if it is a reality, it would be nice to not have to like try to figure it out from the ground up again and uh I mean, at the time there was like there was not Instagram or I think there was Facebook, but you know, most of the people were on deviant art. So I found a bunch of amazingly talented artists on there. And it's funny. Cause like now they work for like giant studios, like and do amazing work. And we've been friends for almost 10, well 10 years now. It's crazy.
1: Nice. Um, what were like, what made you want to do a toy line? Did like was that the reason for doing the comic or no
2: uh well what made me want to do a toy line, I think, was when um when G.I. Joe Retaliation came out, um the studio decided to postpone the movie for a full year because they wanted in 3D. No one gives a crap about 3D. It's a stupid, trashy gimmick. No one gives a crap about it. So that being said that stupid thing killed that toy line like retail wouldn't touch it for 7 years so that was like the main thing that i that i collected uh and so it kind of left this weird gap in my fun hobby collecting and uh it just kind of started turning gears in my head at that point and and that's basically where it came from now 3d animation is awesome i love that but like <laughs> 3d i don't want to curse but it's it's not worth destroying like a a legendary toy line over.
1: Yeah, no, the only time 3d's worked for me was on the doctor strange movie. And that was about it. That was the coolest 3d experience I've ever had.
0: Reason why like avatar was like the highest grossing movie ever, because there's new yeah. technology that was implemented. And right. it's like, everybody's
2: like, Oh my God, I got to go watch it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I thought Coraline would <laughs> have been a and, good
2: movie and avatar were amazing. Coraline avatar. Awesome. Uh, I mean, it's probably because I'm like blind as a bat, but it gives me vertigo, so it's not something oh. that I'm like, oh boy, let's go vomit, you know? <laughs>
1: no, I feel you. <laughs> Sometimes it makes your eyes hurt or it gives you like a headache too. So that's yeah. like not a big side effect.
2: So I have a, a like, question oh. about the
0: toys. What's that? So I had a question about the toys here. Sure. So I see where's, where's the love for the female figures? I gotta ask.
2: Yeah, you know, uh the comic has awesome female characters and like you know like i kind of think of them as it, it like Mala uh, how would you, Mala? How you pronounce it, yeah i mean like okay she's probably one of the most powerful characters in the comic book but you know she the reality is, is that, i mean like i hate to say it but like i don't know about you guys but whenever i go to my local toy stores like i can remember uh oh what's the what's the girl from uh rogue one oh what's her name jen urso who well,
0: I was who little, on the my
2: Yeah, her her and um the Hornet from uh Marvel Legends were like crazy peg warmers. and I don't I don't necessarily know if it's because those were overproduced or if they weren't sought after. So, uh like whenever you make like a a a toy line that's geared for like, you know, little boys and and older guys, you know, it's a risk to do a female figure right out the gate. So what I'd like to do is get, uh, you know, two waves of the six inch figures under our belt before we explore that. Cause I mean, believe me, I can't wait to make, Oh, there she is. Or he wait, hold on. I'm getting my cat too. show the cats. There we go.
1: My cat's nowhere to be found. She was tearing up the carpet a minute ago and now she's gone.
2: So yeah, like I definitely want to make them, but it's, uh, it's a financial gamble. You're not sure like how the community is going to accept it. And uh, believe me, I I can't wait to make Mala. I mean, I love that character. She kicks butt Uh, and, and the magical elemental stuff would make fantastic accessories. So uh, it's something that I I really want to do, but I have to make sure that the funds are there basically.
1: So it's not just because of orangutan titties. (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, it's like 60% that <laughs> That's
1: what I was kind of thinking <laughs> Like you'd have to go on oh. some kind of like bras or something to go on those female
2: figures <laughs> yeah, I mean, You know Like uh, when, y'all haven't seen What she looks like in the new version which is Actually very close to the old version But she'll have like a cloth I mean like Not a it'll it's not going to be clothed goods But it's going to be a sculpted you know clothing Torso with uh, Man I can't wait till, till I'll see her she looks really Cool in the, uh, in the oh, new Can't wait to see it yeah, I'm, I'll probably want to be releasing that. What's
0: that? I said I had one request for, 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 sure. for her.
1: There's orangu titties. No, of...
0: no, 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 no. Come on, man. <laughs> it's a no. Not at all. No, no, no. Uh, no uh, the one request is a lot of companies tend to go with single-jointed elbows for female figures. And that's yeah. honestly like such a missed. Or it, it's just well, such if, a letdown if you had... every single time
1: if you had got in your figures, you would know that. No, I know. But the thing right is, now too. Fem-
0: Females are different. You know, a lot of people go with the whole entire, oh, well feminine. Uh, I mean, uh, women characters, are more feminine, they're smaller. They're not as big. So go with the single jointed. I would like, I'm just saying you don't have to, you could totally not go with my idea, but, uh, double jointed elbows, that would be awesome because it's something that a lot of companies aren't doing.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, there's there's a couple of reasons for that. One of them like you said cuz they they're you know a little bit more petite. Uh but she's going to have fur on her arm so like that's going to add some some you know some volume to her arm. There's, they're also like at a bigger scale. Like a lot of times uh you know a Marvel Legend figure is of like Scarlett Johansson who's just a smaller person, you know, like I I know they did um who is the villain that was part of Thanos's uh
1: Oh, um, proxima oh, midnight. midnight.
2: Yeah, she, she had a double joint, and I think it was appropriate. I mean, double, I, and that was awesome. Hold, I have She Hulk. She was I a thick the, girl.
0: Yeah, no, I think She Hulk just single jointed.
2: Is she really see that? I mean, yeah. that should have been
1: yeah. a double. She got really, really good range though. So. Right
0: yeah, yeah, she does, she does have yes. range. So
2: that
0: it's probably the best range for a single jointed elbow. Yeah,
1: I'm actually yeah. I'm actually really impressed with how much range you guys got into your 3.75 inch line. So Thanks. I'm
2: i think we snuck what is it like 90 degrees maybe
1: yeah i mean you get you get a good use out of the elbow plus you get the whole rotation at the elbow too so that kind of like makes up for not having a bicep swivel but um like even like even your whole torso um your torso ab crunch that you got going on and the head i really like what you did with the head because unlike most figures you can actually get the head to kind of like go into like an upward pose to where yeah, he's like
2: and that little bar. Pretty, Yeah, for the guys who aren't, or guys and, and ladies that aren't looking, there's a, a a little barbell joint that goes into the head and the neck. Um, it, to my knowledge, Boss Fight Studios is the first people who did that. I could be wrong, but uh it's gorgeous and uh, it works yeah, really well. I don't know. This you... is amazing. What's that?
0: Because uh, it's called yeah, a, it's double a double ball pick. yeah Yeah. that's yeah it gives the most uh range of motion man and and for you to be implementing that in such a small figure this is a domestic figure because most domestics don't do that usually only import companies and then that's you know you're paying 60 70 80 100 dollars for the figure right
1: yeah now one big thing with your figure line in the 3.75 inch line is that um it seems like most of the armor is swappable.
2: Yeah, it is swappable, and it's it's a little loose, but the reason it's loose is because I don't know why it's loose. No, actually, <laughs> it, uh, it, it is a little bit loose, but uh, I've heard a lot of people uh, will just kind of put, like, a little bit of Elmer's glue on it just to kind of keep it in place. So, uh, I mean – I'm not is- having
1: issues with it falling off or anything like that. I was just noticing that, like, it almost has, like, that um, – mythic legions interchangeability but easier because it's not you don't have to like melt the figure to get everything off of it if you don't not want to but i was wondering if you're going to try to keep that um that playability going across to the six inch line as well
2: uh it's funny that you mentioned mythic legions because uh corn boy's like one of my heroes like i remember uh like privately talking to him being like i'm gonna try not to geek out here but like you're my hero and he was just like super humble and awesome guy. And, you know, they're legends in the industry, obviously. So uh, that's a huge compliment. Thank you. As far as like the six inch line goes, the, uh, the, uh, the forearm armor is totally removable as well as their, the calf armor. Um, Waist getting- armor
1: and chest will probably be sculpted.
2: Uh, the chest armor is actually one hundred percent sculpted uh unless it's like a naked you know bare body like pale who's got a removable sash and we have some other characters that will have removable harnesses that we just haven't revealed yet uh the skirting's one hundred percent removable. you will have to pop apart the torso to do that, and uh I actually haven't got um, like a fully articulated version in I'm guessing I'll probably get one in. Maybe like the end of next week or something. I and and I have to put it together so I could tell you for sure. Uh But I think it's going to be like a boil and pop type of thing to get that skirt off, uh, which is not like a huge deal. Nah, of no worse. You just have to work a little bit more to get it off.
1: So. Cool. So you are trying to like keep that kind of aspect in the line, then like you know yeah, being able to outfit characters.
2: Yeah, and I mean like the mm-hmm. the heads are obviously meant to be easily uh swappable. Hold on, just a second. I realized my I didn't plug in my phone, and it gave me a little
1: <laughs> about to die, you know, about to go go away on us all of a sudden. About to hang yeah, up the call.
2: I, I plugged in, and it's all good. It's
1: good. You're like, oh, what do we say? <laughs> what did we say <laughs> that was wrong? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm uh I'm really I'm really excited, dude. Cause uh, just just looking at these teaser images of the next figure line, um, it looks like you guys are going with double jointed elbows for the for the most part, right? Yeah, um So. To make this a little bit
2: easier, do any of y'all have any of the classic classified G.I. Joe figures?
1: Yep. Sure. Yeah.
2: Right here. So the articulation is almost, almost the same layout. Um, there's some notable differences. I noticed, uh, that they have like a swivel calf. We don't have that because like I had mentioned that armor on the, the legs meant to be removable. You know, if you're trying to slide that on and off in the calf as like twisted, it's going to make it a pain in the butt and you might actually damage the armor trying to do that or the, the leg trying to do that. So I opted to just take that out, but we'll have the, uh, you know, the, uh, the swivel ball joint neck. There's going to be a, a, a ball joint neck that plugs into the torso. We'll have the uh, butterfly shoulders ball joint. Shoulders, uh a swivel at the bicep, double jointed elbows, uh ab crunch, swivel at the pelvis, uh I don't know what it's called for like the hip movement, but it's like you know, your standard hip movement, thigh cuts, double jointed uh knees, and ankle swivel or ankle rockers.
1: Nice. So you will be adding the thigh cuts in there? Yes, they are okay, in there. Perfect.
2: It's impossible to see in those pictures.
1: Well, because when um, you said no. No calf uh swivel. I was a little concerned, right. but as long as you have the yeah. thigh swivel in there, then yeah, we're all good.
2: Right. Yeah. You you I mean we have to have we have one to one. have one the
1: other. Uh I mean I prefer the I I prefer the upper thigh swivel as opposed to yeah, the calf. You'll
2: swivel. never I mean, unless you unless you strip them down, you know, almost nude, you'll you'll not you're not gonna see that cut anyway. You know, they've exactly. all got those you kind know, of battle armored uh skirting.
1: Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it, dude. They look really good. I'm I'm really impressed with uh with your six-inch line. Just just the look of it. I can't wait to get it in a hand. Um, and the reason I, you know, just to you know, I bought the 3.75 inch just to get kind of a sneak peek of what I'm gonna get. And yeah, it looks like you've I, taken I, 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 some serious consideration into your six-inch line and you've changed up some of the stuff and made some big improvements. So I'm really well, looking thank forward you to so
2: it. much. Yeah, I'm always trying to improve, and uh I felt like for the six-inch line, uh, I mean, I had a long time to to really pour in all the details that we wanted to do in it and uh, really pack in as much quality and uh, um, I'm losing my train of thought. We wanted, we wanted it to feel you know, special and something that's like a, a collectible that you're not afraid to play with. And whenever I was choosing all the characters for wave one, I really wanted someone who was only going to get one figure to try out to really have a hard time picking that one figure and I think once we reveal the last figure, which I think everyone kind of, anyone that's followed the line knows who the, the next figure's reveal is going to be. But I think uh, once we reveal that, uh, people are really going to be, you know, having a hard time trying to figure out just one character or just one figure to pick. Can I, can I take a guess and you can tell me yes yeah. or no? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go ahead. Thane. It's not Thane. Oh, yeah. I I, okay. will say, I will say that I was Thane thinking of Treyu. Trey, we already showed him. Yeah, uh, he's already showed
1: him. Well, nailed uh, that one on the head, huh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned Thane. Uh, Thane's going to be our big, giant stretch goal figure. It's going to be a build a figure that's. Uh, it's not going to be any extra cost to the. Just, Hell yeah! Uh, you know what? Uh, I feel like we have a really good chance of getting that figure unlocked and you you know, the backers aren't going to pay any extra money for it. It's just going to be, you know, included in your, in wave one, you know? So nice. if you get one of each figure from wave one, you get your Thane figure at, you know, no additional cost. So uh, it's exciting and um trying not to pee my pants with excitement. You
1: know, can't beat that man, dude. That sounds awesome.
0: Got a question. Could you reveal what the price point is looking like for, uh, for, for the
2: figures? Yeah. So if you want to get just one figure, they'll retail, mm-hmm. uh, for $33. But if you get three that's or more, that's price. Cake, yeah. You know what? Uh, the reason my, my reasoning behind that was, you know, uh, we don't have as many accessories. Uh, we're not going to have multiple hands that are included and we're taking out that alternate head, but you can kind of have your cake and eat it too, because we're going to be offering that with add on packs later on. But, uh, yeah. So one figure is thirty three dollars. If you get three or more, that price drops down to 30 just to kind of like encourage people for the Kickstarter to go ahead and uh, get all their goodies while while it's a little bit more uh, cheap, you know,
1: encourage you to buy the whole wave.
2: Yeah. I mean, treat yourself. Why? You know, you know, the only is, Just get what you want. You know, don't wait and buy it on the secondary market and pay twice that amount. Just just get it now and don't kick yourself later on, you know.
0: Yeah, nope. true I'm, words I'm, never been spoken. I'm all in, a hundred percent, and 100%. like Matt, I, I think you said the, the same thing, right? Like you're all yeah, dude.
1: Uh, just because they're so unique, like there's nothing else out there like that, and it's surprising because it's such a simple concept. <laughs> like Animal Warriors. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like I mean, you you've seen the Thundercats. I mean, the, uh, Mythic Legions has you know um, those bird, uh, the bird warrior things and stuff like that, but like. There's nothing out there readily available and this is just gonna fill that gap. And the the figures are you know brand new and they're not iconic enough yet to where they can only be in one realm. So therefore you can use them anywhere you want, you know. So I like the versatility.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I I hate to say it, but I can't remember the last time that I went to the toy store and found a new IP that I could get like really excited about that hasn't been around for like 20 plus years. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I love star Wars and like I collect star Wars and mythic legions and halo. And I collect all that stuff. Uh, But one of the things or one of my missions of, of this toy line and the comic line is, for people to remember the joy of discovering something new that they can, you know, share with their friends. And also, you know, I, I mean, I have a child, you know, and it's so fun to, to see her get excited about collecting stuff like piggy and Roblox and stuff like that. That's new for her. So I think uh, that, you know, sharing a hobby with your kids can be like a totally another, you know, a total another aspect of uh, collecting this toy line.
1: 100%. One one last quick question I had. Um, I like the way you have the boxing for uh, mm-hmm. your 3.75 inch line. Perfect. It's very similar to uh, the Mythic Legions card backing, where you can oh, remove the fine outer fine. shell, yeah, and uh, still keep the packaging if you choose to. Uh, are right. you going to try to keep that model with the next line?
2: Uh, for the six inch line, they're not going to be like that. Uh, our, our deluxe figures, which are the five inch scale, are the five inch tall three and three quarter inch they're going to still have that the um the six inch scale figures are meant to be very retail friendly uh, and you know if that's at like a store that you know a kid can go and be like i really want to get i want to want to open this up and you know and then you got the figure swappers and all that type of stuff and uh that's kind of one of the things that really d- made me decide like okay this needs to be set up for like you know a potential mass market retail setting and so um if you like the way the uh the current mcfarland boxes and marvel legend boxes are it's very similar to that
1: okay yeah so more of a streamlined packaging
2: right yeah i'll, I'll show that's it that's smart
1: though honestly especially if yeah. you're going to try to get in into retail stores because they're going to want yeah. something that's not you know easily stolen
2: exactly yeah and yeah. and you know uh i designed the packaging and it looks awesome but uh i need one of my buddies to kind of turn that flat thing into like a 3d render that makes sense for you know everyone else that's not used to designing on a template you know it's kind of hard to visualize that i get it but i want i don't want anyone to have to like stretch and be like oh i wonder if it, what it looks like they'll just see and say cool that's what it's going to look like
1: you know nice you're very transparent uh,
0: I don't think we have too many more questions. Like there are like one or two more that I had. Um, was there any chance of getting some interchangeable parts or possibly like a phasing pale? Because one of his abilities is invisibility.
2: Visibility? Um, you know, Maybe like I a translucent honestly,
0: pale or something?
2: Yeah. Uh, it probably, if, I, if we did do something like that, and, and believe me, I love glow-in-the-dark figures it would probably have like a slight frost to it because i think a lot of people know that there are uh, qt issues with like totally crystal clear figures so it would probably not be completely translucent but it would be like a you know it would have like that kind of phasing ghost effect but uh i haven't decided yet to tell you the truth that's that a really good idea you know, actually
0: some kind of some kind of cool like for a kickstarter um, like more incentive like as a kickstarter exclusive like hey more more reason you know to go in on the kickstarter right. rather than than waiting till secondary market some type of kickstarter exclusive figure i don't know if you guys have thought about that or yeah but just a you know just an
2: idea i think it's a cool idea and and I'm probably going to steal it, but I'm not sure. <laughs> going to go, credit f- you. Go either. for it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: go, go for it. I don't have a problem with it. Just like, just something that I was thinking of like when I was reading volume one, I was like, what would be awesome? And like what kept on coming back? I was like, you know what? Like if there was some type of figure that showcases abilities, um, right. that would be, that would be amazing just because it would be dynamic. Um, again, just to harp back on the, toy photography aspect um, something that could be used in the photography on our yeah
2: no, yeah totally like and i don't know how y'all pull off glow-in-the-dark stuff that's got to be a challenge to uh to get to come across <laughs> on the camera I haven't, I haven't a lot of a trial successful. and error a, a lot yeah. of trial and error i'm guessing you'd hit it with like a black light or something right to get it to kind of glow or get. you probably
1: have to activate it that way it stays lit yeah, for a so, minute but the problem with yeah, that is so, like um, trying to shoot too dark of shots yeah. Yeah. So uh,
0: Carl, Carl, uh, our buddy Carl, he's done uh, some stuff with uh, glow in the dark stuff, and that's what he did. He actually hit it really intensely with some black yeah. light, and then he threw it in like a car- kind of darker uh, area, and then took it, and then he just adjusted the the lighting a little bit in a uh, post edit. But he was yeah. able to pull it
2: off.
1: Okay. I can, I can see light painting working really well too. If you use light painting to kind of illuminate the figure in between shots, so that could work. I <laughs> more, it's, a, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty it's pretty
0: photography jargon. It's pretty <laughs> advanced
1: technique, jargon. but uh it's pretty hard to pull off, but that, uh our buddy does a pretty good job of doing it.
0: That, that, that was the cool. last uh that was like the last, you know, kind of uh question that we had about, you know, the Kickstarter and whatnot.
1: I actually had a question because I know there's probably a lot of people out there who have similar ideas or something they think they can bring to the market. How did you figure out a business plan, like, cause you, you, you said you went from like, you know, being a a digital creator and just randomly had this idea. Like what, how were you able to bring it to market? What, like, was it a struggle trying to find money to fund the idea or was this, was Kickstarter made it kind of like an easy rollout for you?
2: Uh, I'm not going to lie. My business partner is a, a CPA and takes care of all that type of stuff. Um, I mean I know how much like tooling cost and you know, we have like quarterly meetings where we're like, okay, this is our profit and cost margins and stuff like that. And I try to like focus as much as I can, but like it's with the understanding that like he understands that I have like this layman's understanding of that type of stuff. My focus is more uh understanding the market and finding out what stuff's popular and continuing to make that. If, I don't I don't think that was very helpful, but...
1: No, I mean, I, I mean, get what, I get you what you're saying, though. Yeah. He, you let your buddy take care of kind of like the financial aspect, and you can focus on the creative side of the well, business.
2: That's basically it. I mean, uh, I am aware of like what stuff costs, and like whenever... Stuff's expensive. I kind of like balk at it, and I'm like, that. Why is that so expensive? And uh, <laughs> too many zeros. I, you know, go over type stuff, and and what we'll, we kind of figure out, like, hey, we have a little extra money. Do you want to invest in this and that? But I mean, it's very much not in my wheelhouse to be on.
1: I guess maybe more. So my question is, how did you get started in it? Like, what what gave you that drive to actually go out and make those figures?
2: Um, uh, I think. Whenever the two thousand twelve Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle line came out, uh, the the initial release was really cool. But they also had these ones that you could pop apart. Man, the cat's biting me. I don't know what the deal is. He's <laughs>
1: uh, very she's hungry.
2: Like and me at the same time. I don't understand. Like she's like right under my feet purring and biting me. Uh, my my little girl was like into the ones that could pop apart really easily. And I thought to myself, that doesn't seem like a very hard (laughs) – can y'all hear me? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Going crazy. Like, holy cow. I'm sorry. Uh, Holy cat. Yeah, really. I mean, like – so those were like – they were technically five points of articulation, but not really. They were like – they had like little ball pegs that like everything popped in. And I thought, man, that's really simple and – probably wouldn't take more than you know a couple of tooling mold plates and at the time i had kind of like a layman's understanding like a uh uh, what's that show how it's made understanding of like what goes into toy making and so like we kind of did that with some static uh you know statue versions of pale and and kali and i mean that obviously never got made but then like boss fight got like really big and that was like my inspiration for like trying to infuse like really nice detail and articulation into like a that you know that size figure so uh i guess that's where it all kind of took off
1: and honestly you guys pulled it off really good with these 3.75 inch figures it's been a while like i said since i collected anything the last uh four, four inch or underline i collected would have to be uh acid rain Oh and, man. Uh, <laughs> gorgeous for the, figures. For these to like kind of pique my interest as much as Acid Rain that you know there's something really unique here because
2: That's a huge compliment, thank you.
1: Cuz Acid Rain is, you know, like a designer line almost they're, when it comes to 118 it, toys. It's
2: there. very much a designer toy. Uh I think I probably have five or six of them. Uh but it's one of those things where like I pose it and play it and, and play with them just a little bit and and enjoy the artistry that is the toy line, and then I put them on the shelf because I am a little nervous about uh, <laughs> you know, off or breaking them. It's yeah. it's not that, it's not that there's a quality control issue. It's that there's like a price point issue and uh, oh, yeah. a scarcity issue. You know, it's like if that part breaks, like uh, that the Bob figure that I have, I'm like I would like to have three of those, but like they've been sold out for a long time, and the aftermarket prices.
1: 100 something yeah. each, probably
0: like tri- not triple, triple, not it, triple, triple retail. What's that? Yeah, I said like triple retail, quadruple. Yeah, because right. yeah, they started
1: right. out expensive though, they're like 35 <laughs> $40 figures to start. Yeah. And that's why I really enjoy the price point you just told us for your six inch line. Yeah. And that's why I think it's going to be very successful because, uh, as yeah, a I mean, Kickstarter, the
2: have these. You know, uh, it's one of those things where am I going to make a giant profit off of wave one? Probably not, but the point of the Kickstarter is to fund that tooling mold so that we can continue to make those figures and and just kind of sail on into a wave two.
1: Get uh, everything out there we, into your hands yeah. and, and we'll we'll make be able you to want more
2: with, with big unit orders. You know that'll drive the costs for us down, and we're you know our intent is to pass that on to our customers and fans. You know,
1: or just take that money and you know give us some extra hands and heads. I, mean, <laughs> I keep charging the same price because we're fine with that too. Honestly, I've been
2: looking at the new Bronco, and like I really want that new Bronco. So that was a bad joke. I'm sorry. I don't even know <laughs> if <laughs> no, they have. I know.
0: Uh,
2: like I, a weird did. segue. but like it seemed like they were like the new Bronco, and like it was like three years before they actually finally, you know, came out with an actual production version of it. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, we're it, so. If you look at the, the figures that we showed so far, there's already three different sets. Well, I haven't shown, but there's there's three different sets of hands already right out the gate. Oh, nice. There's two nice. sets, two different feet right out the gate, and then your you know your headsets. Obviously, there's a there's six headsets right away. So uh, is these and you know, is there in the
1: add on packs?
2: Um, I haven't decided yet. Honestly, I'd like to have some different posed hands as opposed to just re-offering like the seat C- I'm trying to get my can y'all see this I'm trying to yeah. offer you know other fist. other posing besides the C grip yeah uh, Yeah, like a relaxed
1: fist. hand and stuff yeah, like exactly. that
2: yeah fist. Um, so fist. yeah that's the kind of idea yeah like a like a just a total clinch fist you know so that's what <laughs> I want to offer as a uh, as a add-on packs
1: okay so the original so those okay so the base figure you're planning to come with how many sets of hands it just just comes
2: with one set of hands you know the
1: set that's uh that C grip comes with one head
2: uh some of the figures have removable helmets and uh they each come with uh three accessories so some figures will have like you know two bladed weapons and a shield or two you know a spear a knife and a shield you know no Uh, totally totally. and what's fun about the shield is they are uh left and right-handed if you want, you know, they'll have like a little plug in where you can take the sh- the handle out and swap it around. Uh, oh, you nice. Obviously, can't see it in the photos that we've shown, but that's built into the design. So
1: Nice. OK, because, well, like when you first told us the 33 price point and then you're like, uh, but it's going to come pretty stripped down. But like that's a good amount of stuff for a thirty three dollar figure, yeah. Uh especially from Kickstarter.
2: Right. Exactly. I mean, you're it, you're going to feel like you're getting, you know, a quality item it's not like something that's uh, a bare bones type of figure you know
1: and then with the add-on packs it just makes each figure worth that much more if it could be if one figure could be converted to another figure two figures in one double right especially
2: like for the army builder figures uh the uh offering is uh it's got uh a head that will complement a tray you and then a head for the chinari the uh, chanari legionary and the chanari i mean the uh horde Ravengers. so just right yeah. there uh you know if you have those two heads on those army builders and then some have the helmet and some don't have the helmet you've got like a three variant right there right off the bat
1: i can already tell you i'm gonna have an army of horde headhunters
2: you know what <laughs> i think i think that's probably the best way to go uh you can't have enough of uh you know cannon fodder right
1: yeah, well, oh, man, There's they're going to be tearing movie everybody movie up, movie. actually. <laughs> I'm going to have them tearing everybody up.
2: Okay, well, that's fine. With me. You know, uh, in the comic book, they're very much like locusts where, like, you know, yeah. I mean, they're just, like, <laughs> rabid, just, like, you know, rabid beasts that, like, just kind of just overwhelm in numbers and just decimate everything. I mean, uh, so, yeah, they're, they're forced to be reckoned with. I am so well, glad the cat has stopped scratching me. I don't even know.
1: I was gonna say, I think we need to let Jason go so he could feed his cat, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> even Stop. Even Stop talking, feed me. Stop talking, feed me.
1: <laughs> but uh, I'm really excited <laughs> to see the reboot of the comic, and I'm yeah, really excited yeah. to see these Kickstarter reveals. I can't wait till it starts. So March 5th, you guys. March, March 5th,
0: March 5th, and just a recap: we got Pale, Tiberius, the Chunari uh, army builder, the Ravenger army builder, and Atreyu. Correct. Correct,
2: and we have and one more. Six. Uh, yes, Kali? Yeah. it's Kali, yeah. And yeah, when y'all see- uh, okay. once he said no guess-
0: to Thane, once he said no to Thane, I was like,
2: okay, then yeah, it's a numbers game, but yeah, I mean, guys, when y'all see him, he is so, oh, so many main characters. Awesome. <laughs> Holy cow, that figure was so fun to paint. Uh, I think it took me like three days to paint just because of like oh, a lot of detail on it, and uh. I don't know if y'all Dang. painted figures, but it's a lot of, like, yeah. fine, like, thin layers, you know. Um,
1: Waiting for everything to dry.
2: Yeah.
0: We've yeah. Uh, customized before. Customized. Oh, You'll yeah, actually be uh, pretty good at it. it.
1: Awesome. Thank cool. you. I cool deal. That. Yeah. Well, I'm, so, I'm too scared to to tear open an $80 figure <laughs> and go to town on it. So, I mean, you got some balls yeah, for that.
2: One of those things. Oh, I think a lot of people are scared to practice on, like, cheaper figures. And I'm like, listen, take the stress out of it and, like, try, you know, a figure that you don't care about at all. You know, kind of get your, your feet wet with, with that, you know? Yeah. That's how I started. To try my hands
0: I got, like, a $7 time. Marvel Legend. I got, I got the Marvel Legend from, like, Ross or something like that for 7 bucks. Misty and Knight. But that, yeah, <laughs> no, it was actually a, a nuke, a nuke. I, I found the misty it night with the wonky eye. <laughs> that's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that takes care of all the questions, right, Matt?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's all I got for him. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just excited to see what's coming. Oh, that's all. A
0: hundred percent, man. And
1: yeah, I'm excited to take so some pictures with these him, uh man. these three point seven five minutes.
2: what you guys do with them, uh, you know, it's one of those weird. Surreal moments when you're like scrolling through your, your Instagram discovery feed and you see your own figures and you're like, oh whoa, that's cool. Oh, that's my <laughs> figure. That's weird. Uh,
0: so yeah, it's I always flattering. Super really cool. On. What's that? I said I got a picture I'm gonna work on uh, as, yeah, soon as, you know, as soon as as soon as I get the figure.
2: Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, it, it's super flattering, exciting to see it. Uh, I will say this one thing that uh, like seeing other people photograph my figures. I realized that I don't know how to pose figures. And I thought I did. It was like, I was like, Oh wow. I bad at this. holy cow. So don't
1: yeah. so worry. I've been doing it for years. And sometimes I'm like, that's not a, that's not a good pose. What are you doing?
2: <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a skill set in its own. A little bit,
0: a little bit of one. Just gonna practice anatomy and reference, uh, you know, pictures and comics and whatnot. And you'll, you'll get it down. That's all. We'll do um, so thank you so much for stopping by. Can you please let the listeners and uh, viewers know where they can follow you at and uh, keep up to date with the Kickstarter?
2: Well, guys, it's been my pleasure. I've had a great time. Uh, if you want to have like a more informal kind of like making of and sneak peek process, you can follow me at my Instagram, which is at spiro Toys. You can also go to our website anytime you want, which is www. Why am I saying that? You don't have to do that. You can just go to com, and you'll see our current catalog. <laughs> um, and you can also find us on Facebook at uh Animal Warriors of the Kingdom as well.
1: So uh and yeah. check out Sparrow Toys on Instagram if you didn't already say that.
2: Yes. So uh I had a great time, guys, and uh I'd actually like to come back on during the, the Kickstarter itself. Maybe we could kind of talk oh, about some most Certainly. definitely Unlocked and whatnot, you know, so
1: will the comic, will the new comic book be available soon?
2: Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give away the first eight pages during the campaign, but I don't want to, I don't want to make the full thing available because it's going to be a smaller Kickstarter, uh, reward. We'll have a digital version and a, a, a physical version. And, uh, we're also going to have physical. a toy line. We're going to have the making of this toy line. Uh, my best friend David Legnon is uh, is designing that book, and we're oh. both big fans of uh, movie art concept books. So if you like that type of stuff, that'll be right up your alley. From what I've seen, it looks gorgeous, and I was like, "Man, I I want that." Hey Jason, biased, can, I, can that.
0: I just give you like a direct deposit or like a percentage of my paycheck or something yeah, like that? Because you're to gonna food. get all my money, man.
2: You're gonna get
0: all.
1: Yeah, my just go money. to Kickstarter and start adding <laughs> on to your uh, package.
2: Joe, yeah. I'm yeah. going to end, end up getting everything, it, man. Uh, you know, awesome. just, just before I leave, one of the advantages of the COVID lockdown allowed me to do, like, a lot of, you know, real thinking about what I want to put into this six-inch line and uh, how can we infuse as much value uh, into this going right out the gate. So uh, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm just a regular guy and, you know, getting this kind of a positive response is super flattering, makes me feel great. Uh, so I can't wait to bring this amazing toy line to you guys.
1: I, I'm glad you brought it to six inch, man. Honestly, I'm, I'm really glad Hell you decided yeah. to make that, uh, that, um, scale change. So I know yeah, you probably so were doing pretty good, good at 3.75 inch, but I think, I think you're going to find, um, some really, some really big success in the six inch range row. Honestly.
2: Well, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, next time I come on, you have to wear glasses because we're both wearing glasses. And steal
1: my daughter's get
2: some readers. You they can be fake. They can be fake glasses, but you have to wear glasses the next time we come. <laughs> just a like, frame, right
1: here, but she probably <laughs> she's probably using them. All
2: right, guys. I had a great time. Uh, I guess I'll I'll talk to you midway through the campaign, and we'll be excited about whatever stretch goal we're about to unlock.
1: Thanks for uh, giving us your
0: time
2: absolutely y'all take it easy
0: and until Talk next time you. make sure to say geek
2: out geeked up and geek out peace what do you think